0: It Bring it away. Not out of danger yet though.
1: Cries it for holding the ball. The crowd have just gone off. Oh flashed, that a me. no, that's a Oh i kidding me! I think that's
0: Luke Ball. Luke Ball has just... It's the goal of the day. It might even be the goal of the year. Ball, it's just falling out of hand. Now, can we have a shot at goal? It's
1: against Smith! It's Smith! He's picked it up and he's just put...
2: Yes, welcome to the Eastland weekend recovery, another big weekend of local football in the books. North Ringwood ended Bayes orders season in the match of the round yesterday afternoon. Templestowe gave the Rams a bit of a bath in the end and more heartbreak for the Dogs as Roval run over the top in the last quarter to run out winners. I'm Ryan Long, media manager Eastern Football Netball League, joined by Ray Baird and Wayne Brasher. Ray were there at that game yesterday at Bayswater Oval and it was a really good contest in the end between two sides who were fighting for that last spot in the finals and unfortunately for Bayswater that's uh, their season done.
3: Uh, yeah, we're unfortunate for base. Look, it was unfortunate that one side had to lose that game. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen this season, you know, and uh, both sides, you know, they threw everything into it and that's what we want, you know, go right down to the wire.
2: Absolutely. And Brash, you at home watching the game?
3: Yeah,
0: I was. But interesting enough, Ryan, I I, I thought that uh, yesterday the round in general was a round of fluctuating fortunes for a lot of clubs especially with the uh, with the scores that we're going to talk about this morning. Um, some interesting insights, uh, I think, from, that we can take away from this weekend's action.
2: Absolutely. So there's plenty to get to. We're going to start out at Division 4, and the to North Emlock Football Club have won their first game for the 2023 season, defeating Nutterwadding 14-16, 100-11, 15-81, and on the line to join us to speak about the game is Ben Oakes, the senior coach of the club. Uh, Ben, congratulations on the win. A fantastic job for the club, and uh, your form in the last couple of weeks, it looked like it was building towards uh, this game and a big uh, win yesterday.
1: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, it was uh, awesome to say the least for the club. Um, Yeah, internally we've been working hard on um, consistency over the four quarters, uh, especially across the last sort of, four to five games from that churn side game. So, um, yeah, it was great to get a result yesterday, but, you know, we've also been playing some pretty good footy, especially over the last two weeks.
2: Yeah, having having a look, we, we did not have certainly notice that against Scoresby and side two of the, the best sides in the division, um, being able to, to keep them under 100 points and, and being able to remain uh, reasonably close in those games. Has your form sort of improved with just plays uh, developing over the season or is it more about player availability? Because I know uh, early in the year you, you probably had a, a bit of bad luck with the the players out of the side.
1: Yeah, look, we've, um, we've had 48 players go through our senior <sighs> footy side, so consi- uh, consistency's been a bit of an issue. Um, yeah, we've we've added a couple of guys over the last sort of six weeks um, in Adam O'Donoghue and Ryan Kelly that sort of helped us out while well, the group are getting healthy. And now I think our, you know, our total list of outs at the moment is um, 11, where at one, po- at one point this year it was 29. So oh. it's been pretty hard to get like a consistent side across you know, even two games this season, but it's starting to um, build in the right direction. Unfortunately for us, it's come at the end of the year, but you know, at least we can sort of uh, take a positive out of our finish to the season.
2: And just looking at the uh, game yesterday afternoon at three-quarter time, a similar sort of margin to the last time you played, Nutterwadding, uh, 21 points, and uh, this time uh, they weren't able to run over the top of you and you were able to kick five goals in the last quarter as well. Uh, that must have been pretty pleasing to see the way you finished the game.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, as I said, we've been working on you know playing four quarters of footy, and um, to be able to do that yesterday and, uh, and hit the scoreboard uh, was awesome. And then, you know, when Nutter Wadding made a run at us, I think they got within 14 points in the last quarter. And then for us to sort of steal up and um, take the game away from them and then, you know, finish the finish the quarter out with a win uh, was awesome to see. And that's a real positive for us as a club. And, you know, as, as I said, you know, we've been working towards this game um, or a win, in, so to speak, across, you know, the last five weeks as we're getting healthy. And to get a reward for it is good for the group and good for the club.
0: Morning, ben. It's, uh, Brash here. I'm oh, just very interested when you when you've just touched on 49 players that have gone through your list this year. It must must be an absolute nightmare week in week out trying to bed down a side to produce a consistent performance because that you know when you when you're turning over that amount that amount of players, it, it's nearly impossible to try and find a winning formula.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, it, it, yeah, it, it's hard. It's frustrating as a coaching group, but I'm sure it's frustrating as a player as well. So, look, yeah, internally, we've just been working on what we can achieve, and you know, we probably weren't in that position to really be effective against any sides um, early on in the season. And then, you know, being able to, like I said, get those players back and get that consistency—it's it, what it's what breeds a good footy side. And you know, a lot of the weeks we haven't been even able to um, uh, pick people on form. We're just picking, you know, sort of our best 22 available and, you know, working on what we can achieve within that game. Um, but now, over the last sort of three weeks, as I said, we're, we're, we're becoming healthy. Um, we've got some players in and we've been able to pick pick the side as we want. And, you know, it's sort of shown in our reserves as well that, you know, they... They beat Kilsyth last week. Um, they drew yesterday with Nutter Wadding. So their form and the depth has come back. So and you know our results as a senior side being competitive with, um, uh, you know, we're pretty competitive with Churnside. Surrey Park blew us out in the second half, but for that first half we were pretty competitive with them. And then you know two good games against Scoresby and Kilsyth, even though we couldn't hit the scoreboard, um, put us in good step for this one for Nutter Wadding and. You know, As it shows, if you're healthy, you can get the result you want.
0: Yes, uh, obviously, when the side hasn't been winning and, and Croydon North, when since they've come into the competition, they haven't had a, you know, a 50-50 win record. But from what I gather and, and from the people I've, I've spoken to, the camaraderie and morale around that football club is, is still very good. Have you noticed any drop-off um, because of the fact that you've not being as successful as what you'd hoped?
1: Uh, no, definitely, there's not a drop off. I think, um, you know, when when you make the players uh, well aware of the situation we're in, and you're working hard and trying to steal the group at training, um, and and off the field, it's probably put us in good stead to where we are now. And you know, last night, I um or after the game, I made sure that they celebrated the win because they've worked hard for it and. We went back to the club for a beer, and I think we had 26, 27 players come back for a couple of hours for for a beer to enjoy the win. Um, But the group strong as ever, and you know, to see because to have a season like this, it's not only frustrating as a coach or you know, committee member or president of the club. It's it's harder for a player. So to have that buy-in still at the end of the season, it's great.
3: Ray Bad here, Ben. Look, congratulations on the win, mate. Look, uh, I know that you know, clubs are judged by you know what happens on the field, but for, from what I hear, from what you're talking to the other two guys here, that uh, you seem to have you know your, your hand on the button off the field as well. Uh, but just through those winter months there, when you're not winning games, were you still getting reasonable numbers at training?
1: Yeah, look, uh, we we're like every club. I think the Tuesday nights. Um, you know, we probably get between 25 to 30. And then on a Thursday night, we're, we're hitting 40, you know, plus most nights. So the, the training numbers are pretty much as expected. Um, you know, there's that odd night. It might drop low on a Tuesday, but the, the guys are always definitely there on a Thursday. And we really reinforce the fact that if you work hard, um, on the track two nights a week, that's when you you're going to reap your rewards or you know, get reward for hard work. So um, the training numbers have been good, mate. Look, I'm not going to lie, they could be better. And I'm sure every coach in the AFNL will probably say that. But um, you, you can't fault the boys for, for their effort across the season, especially when you're not winning games.
3: And the inclusion of your women's team into your club, you know, what effect has that had on your club?
1: It just brings, um, you know, well, I'm, when I say depth, it's not playing depth, but just... You know, off the field to have the women's team in. Um, you know, we've got the senior men, reserves, and then we've got the vets as well. Um, off the field, the club's really healthy. So, as a as a community club, you know, you can they can all go down and enjoy it, and um, they bond together, and it makes for a good sporting club.
3: And at the end of the day, I suppose you know, as long as you're paying your bills and that, that's the main thing. So, uh, how's the tra- uh, club travelling in that area?
1: No, we're going fine in that area. Like I said, off field, the club's really healthy. And, you know, we've just appointed um, a list manager and recruiting manager in Dave Beagley. So um, we're trying to get better off the field, although we're in a good position, you know, everyone can always get better. So we think um, professionalism off the field is what we're really working on at the moment, or the committee's working on as a club. So to get a list manager in and a recruiting manager, um, it's going to put us in good stead for the future. So the club financially is healthy. Um, it's just on field now and, you know, we're, we're starting to get there, although the wins aren't there. Um, we're working really hard.
3: And and with that improvement over the last few weeks and the win yesterday, every chance that you can uh, get another one next week with Forest Hill?
1: Oh, look, you're always a chance in, in whatever game you play. And, yeah, look, there's, there's no lie that we'll be looking to finish the – finish the season strong. We've got the bye this week, so we've got a few guys that are pretty sore from the last four or five weeks of footy, so it'll be good for them to have a week off, have a bit of a rest, rest and freshen up, and then you know, if we could end the end the season uh, with a win, it'd be a real positive for the club.
2: Ben, we really appreciate you giving up some time on a Sunday morning. Congratulations again on the win. Uh, enjoy the bye next week, and all the best for that final game of the season against Forest Hill.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, Ben the uh, senior coach there of the Croydon North m Football Club. And I'm very happy that they got a win because you don't like seeing sides go no. through the no. season without getting one. And I think it's only now Lilydale, and
3: that's it. That's it. Just a little.
0: I just gleaned out of that conversation that I think the key areas I think that Croydon North will probably need to improve in moving forward um, is getting the numbers on the track up on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night because I've, I think... Part of their, their issue is the fact that they probably don't have enough players match fit through training. Uh, and I also think, too, that obviously they do they probably do need some help off field with, with strategy with regards to player and a and a recruiting manager moving forward. I think he articulated his case very well this morning um, on where Croydon North are. I was happy for them. I, I think when you look at, um, as he articulated the form leading into those two games against Kilsyth and and, Cher- and um, Scoresby was as good a good a lead up form for a match against Nana Wadding and. Yeah. It proved yesterday that it was their turn, and they did exactly what they had to do.
3: And if you look back during the season, there were some weeks here, they had eight or ten changes. They did, yeah. They, I remember one week that's they had right. over ten
2: changes. That's right. And, and that's how that's can just you get any
3: consistency? Well, how can you, you can't? Or, you know, well, you happy. can't win a
0: game of football when if ten of your best twenty two are yeah. out for any period of time. <laughs> yeah. And look, as a, you know, kudos to them. They've stuck fat, and they've worked through it, and now whatever rewards they're getting towards the end of the season, it's well-deserved.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. The other two games yesterday in Division 4, as Turnside Park had the bye, Surrey Park defeated Forrest Hill, 21 goals, 18-144. Forrest Hill, 2-9-21. A fall- quick comment on that, Forrest
0: Hill.
3: Have they fallen off the cliff, Ray? They have, they have. I was talking to one of their players during the week, and you know, he said uh, he, he just doesn't know why they're not performing.
0: I, I I find it hard to believe. I mean, you know, look, they beat Surrey Park last time they played yeah. Forest Hill. Yeah. Such a big turnaround. I I, I think.
2: I think they beat Kilsyth Forest Hill.
0: Oh, possibly. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah. even then, you, you're knocking off the yeah one of the top two sides, and then since That's then right. they
3: haven't haven't won many. No. Uh, but not only they haven't won, they're not kicking scores. You yeah.
0: Know? No, and, and and Surrey Park had their little flat patch, and now all of a sudden they they coming into the final series and... <laughs> Do you think
2: they're the number one? If you had to pick, because the other result is Killsyth-Scoresby. Uh, killsyth, 11-12-78 to the Magpies, 7-12-54. Since that last game that we saw, the killsyth uh, Surrey Park match of the round, I think Surrey Park have probably had some better form since that game.
0: I actually think that both Killsyth and Scoresby have plateaued off a little bit since they both come off the bye. I thought but I thought Kilsyth. <laughs> That unexpected loss where they got, you know, just before they had the buy, yep. they had been on such a high. Scoresby had been on such a high. Then they had the buy, And I, oh, I don't know how you might have viewed it, Ray, but I almost think that maybe both these clubs, once they knew that they were actually qualified and playing for finals, might have just switched
3: off a little bit, would probably probably more so with curl cool size because you've got to remember that they're, they're they're the oldest side in that competition and you've got some of those older players and it's been a tough season for them you know for everybody in that division so maybe they've just plateaued a little bit and knowing that you're right brash that they' you know they're going to be in the top two anyway cool believe
0: size. it or not and and now the fact that uh, f- which is very good for the competition leading into the finals all of a sudden churnside who <coughs> No, after around six, where we were saying because they were yeah. three games behind, yep. now all of a sudden they're in match of the day round yep. again next week,
3: yeah. against
0: and once again this time, last time, um, Surrey did had the bye and come off it and didn't play all that well, and this time the roles have been reversed and Churnside were in really good form leading into that bye They probably didn't want to have the bye the way they were no, going. True. Now at the foot's on the other the boots on the other foot. So that's gonna be a very interesting clash and I'm still sticking with the fact that I still think churnside are a live a live chance now of to win, winning, it. To win a final. They're a smoke. Lead. I think they are a I smoke think they lead. can
2: make a grand final. They
0: could make the grand final. I, I think if out of those four sides, if you're asking me who I think is in a bit of, well, uh, who's in a bit of a holding pattern? I'd have to say Scoresby.
2: I, I'm, I'm with you on that one and, and yesterday uh, they were pretty competitive after giving up a bit of a start. I think fo- uh, Kilsyth kicked the first five goals of that game. After Scoresby McBean kicked three yeah, goals. After of Ivanovic kicked four and McNay listed as their best on the ground so competitive in the end. They were only six points down at three quarter time. Kilsyth ran away with it in the end but a better performance because their last few weeks have probably been pretty disappointing.
0: Well, yes, it has been, if, it, if you're looking at a consistent front, I just, like I said, and Scoresby last game is next week. That's they, right. Yeah. And the thing is, it could be another two weeks, it'll be two weeks at least before they have another game of football, yeah. which means that they're not going to have a hit out before the final. They don't want to be going into round 17 next week, getting... A, with a loss or losing the the game next week, right heading into a final series two weeks down the track with no form.
3: And the interesting game next week, Churnside take on Surrey. Yes, I'm going to try and track down this Oracle person because I want to know what his predictions are for that game. But he's or who, whoever yeah, it is, not, I want to. Not know sure. That. We
2: need to find <laughs> out who that is. Uh, <laughs> that's on I've
0: got well put it this way, I've got a pretty fair idea how it's going to how the game will turn out points wise.
2: Yeah, yeah we're so. certainly right. Having a look at the ladder in Division 4, Killsythe on top with 11 wins and a draw. Surrey just behind in 10 wins and a draw. You would imagine that will be your top two, your first week of the finals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the qualifying final there. And then three and four scores to in Turnside Park. Uh, they probably will be playing in the elimination final. Forest out of the running now in fifth. Nutterwading and Croydon North Emlock round out the ladder. Well, let's jump into Division 3. Uh, a couple of maybe surprising results a little bit the coldstream warandite i think we would have sort of i think i think we may have um, a couple of us tipped the coldstream win on this one at home but probably not by this sort of margin 12 14 86 to 3 6 24 the coldstream Darcy Fritch kicked five goals. So back in the side was a massive difference for them. McConti listed as their best player. as a Warrenite Richardson, Malone and Wilson. All single goal kickers. Wilson listed as their best player. But that's, I mean, a big margin. It was 72 to 18 at three-quarter time. And it didn't really get much better in the last quarter either. So uh, it's, I mean, Warrandyte seasons, seasons it's, it's pretty much done anyway. But for Coldstream, the important thing for them is it puts them two games ahead of Whitehorse now. So they're just about safe. Right. Uh,
3: yeah, they they are just about safe, but just on Warrendale. Look, if I had any hair, I'd be pulling it out if I was involved at Warrendale. They've only kicked one goal to half time, an extra one in the third, and one in the fourth. You know, that they, they, they've just fallen off the goal scoring. I know Phillips wasn't playing yesterday, but uh, you can't rely on one man all the time. No,
2: day. well, three goals. I that yeah. mean, that's that's it's pretty poor no. for an afternoon.
3: As we go through
0: Division Three, I think you're going to find that there's going to be a there's going to be a similar pattern with some of the other sides' performances. How from week to week, and Warrendale is no exception. That their scoring is fluctuating widely, depending on the opposition and depending on who they're putting on the park throughout the afternoon. In fact, really the only the only consistent side uh, who we'll talk about shortly. Um, they're, the, they're clearly the best side in in this competition coldstream good for them they needed to win yesterday once again too. and i think they they're at home again next next round
3: yeah they play sylvan at warandite next um
0: round. they're um sylvan um well we'll talk about them shortly but coldstream yeah okay. i think that i i think that they're a... Now that they've got that win under their belt, I reckon there's a chance that they might get another one.
3: Well, we, Colstream streamer play Pioneers next game. Yeah, yeah I, I think, that, I that, think that'll, yeah,
2: that'll, that'll sort it sorted out. It out. Yeah. And you mentioned the best side in the competition who's been the most consistent, and that's Don Val. 15-19, 109, defeated Oakley District yesterday afternoon, 6-10, 46. Uh, Matt Day kicked another five goals, uh, and Mitch Barrow was best on again as Oakley District uh Baxter and Bosnix to each and Hawkins listen as their best player. But that's been the the score line in most of their games in the the last probably five, or six weeks, Brash. They win very comfortably and a lot of scoring shots.
0: Well I'll put it this way, I don't think in the time that I've been keeping figures in most of the uh, in most of the grades, Donvale have kicked a they've kicked a hundred points in their last eight games and they've kicked a hundred points ten out of the 16 rounds yeah. So far this year If that isn't as Dominant as what You're going to get I don't know what is
2: Have they turned Into the Waverley Blues Of last year of Division 3 Or I know it's a little Bit of a different Sort of game style As such But the way that They're beating sides On the scoreboard It's what Waverley Blues Did during the uh, the Home and away season Last year And you know Maybe that's Something similar that Donvale are putting together at the moment.
3: Well, I think that uh, Waverley Blues and Donvale, but they both play a different style yeah. of game. Last year, Waverly Blues played that real flow, play on football, hit the scoreboard. Whereas Donvale, Donvale for me, they're a tough side to play against. You walk off the field after playing Donvale, and you are body sore. Yeah, it's they a bruising, hit the contest really hard. It's
0: a real bruising encounter when yeah. you play when you play them. And not only do they beat you up physically, but mentally as well, because. Yeah. They do inflict mental scars on, on their opponents by the, just by the sheer weight of yeah. numbers that they yeah. perform. I think the thing is with, with, with Don Vale is the fact that they've developed a culture where it doesn't matter where they are at any particular time in a match. There is such self-belief in that playing group that they can come back from anywhere and still win. And I think that's the difference between a lot of the... That's I I think where Donval are really strong is mentally, and they've got it over every other club in yeah, this division. Yeah.
3: Yeah. One thing I must say about that game yesterday, I, I'm very uh, disappointed with Oakley Districts. So I I know I didn't expect them to win, but you know they, they've been beaten by ten goals. Uh, I, I would have expected them to you know hit the scoreboard a little bit more than what they did yesterday. Well, with
2: the final series coming up, brash, it's it's not a good sign, and they've. I don't know if they play Ferntree Gully again, but it, it will be difficult because they've also lost to Sylvan a couple times too. So they probably haven't had the best form against the top three sides. I,
0: I think I think that the, the law of the land this year, early on was Donval and Ferntree Gully. And then all of a sudden, Donval went up a notch, right? Mm-hmm. Ferntree Gully had injuries, but they haven't been up. But Ferntree Gully, um, they're winning games, but they're not being able to to really hit the scoreboard and that worries me going into a final series because yeah. that allows still allows sorry that still allows sylvan as, as the result yesterday proved, and Oakley districts, it still gives them a fleeting chance. Well,
2: I'm glad you brought that up. Seven seventeen, they kicked Fentry Gully, 59, to Sylvan, 7-3, So they had 14 more scoring shots, but kicked the same amount of goals. That's quite interesting in that game. Cal Spears kicked three goals. Ethan Kiker listed as their best player. And for Sylvan, Matt Lowe, another five goals, but didn't have much help. That would have been...
0: How would you have described that game, Ray? Because when you look at... Sylvan went scoreless again in the, in one quarter of football, I think in the mm. third quarter. But the thing was, Fernshae Gully weren't able to, to, to put them away. I, I'm, I'm still... Um, I wanted... I really want... To make this final series interesting, I really do want to see Sylvan or Oakley District try and... Win one of those games against mm. the top two yeah. to give it a, to not only to to validate that the fact that they can be a chance in the final series, but you know, Donvale once again, you know, as Ray said, Oakley District were disappointing yesterday. Yeah, they'll play finals because they've got enough. You know they've got an, they've won enough games yeah. against the who they've needed to beat, but they've struggled. And I think Bazanich has to has to really hit the scoreboard for Oakley District to
3: be a real serious player. Oh, it does. You know that that's just, they like to play in a uh, fast play on game and hit the scoreboard. That's and, their style.
0: And it seems quite it seems quite ironic that both Sylvan and Oakley District need low, the counterpart, low yeah. for Sylvan and Bazanich for Oakley District. They both have to kick goals and kick big goals, yeah. right, for them to be competitive, whereas you go up a notch and you look at Donval, they got four, five guys, yeah. right, where they spread them around three, four each. That, you, you, I'd rather have that than what? one.
2: It's very handy yeah. when you've got a quality player of Nick Murphy who can take a back seat and have someone like Matt Dakick yeah. five goals in, in back-to-back games. Yeah. There's yeah. a bit of a difference in those sides, and it was good to see Luke McComb back out there for Fergie yeah. Gully yesterday. Yeah. They need him, and they need Kennedy if they're to beat Don Val. They need their experienced I, players out there.
0: I would think with the way the finals go in uh, Div 3, Ray, Kennedy needs to be probably back in the side next week. With the, and have a couple of runs under his belt heading into a first uh, first of those semi-finals. Yeah,
3: well, you look at Fernghieghali over the last few weeks. Yeah, they, they had those injuries and they plateaued a little bit. But yep. getting those players back, you're right, Brash, If they can get them back, you know, and have a full list going into the finals, they'll be a completely different side to what we've seen lately. And
0: and Fernghieghali has a list and has the experience to do to take it up to Donvale. Yep. What I don't want to see next week is Donvale travel down to Wally Chu. And get smashed by ten goals, yeah. Because that will not, that will not, that will really play on the psyche of Ferntree Gully heading into that final series in the, in that second semi. It but Brash, good.
3: realistically, can you see Bowle getting smashed by ten goals?
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm saying Ferntree Gully. Oh, Gull. Ferntree Gully. Okay. I'm just saying yeah, the okay. fact that
3: I misunderstood. Yep.
0: The fact that um, actually, um, Don get to play Ferntree Gully three times. Yeah. I mean, surely. Lord, the Allure of averages says that Furniture Gully have got to win one no. of those three, but it doesn't work out like that. No.
3: When, I think you've, they,
0: the when, when you've got a dominant side, right, <laughs> and, that, and, and that's the thing. Mentally, Donvale are mentally stronger than any, and that's where the difference is at the moment, along with the talent. And they've probably had a good run with injuries. Let's let's yeah, not forget yeah, that. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the, and that's key with Furniture Gully, as you said. They, they've got to have a full-strength side back in before finals time and then be able to get a few more games into those plays. The last game in division three, Whitehorse eleven, ten, seventy six, lost to Fair Park, thirteen, nineteen, ninety seven. Uh for Fair Park, uh, a good uh, good um, range of goal kickers here. Dadswell rank and Rankin kicked three each. That's a Whitehorse. Thorn kicked two goals and Connell listed as their best player. But Ray, where do you
0: think what do you think what are your thoughts on Whitehorse? I mean I know that you've seen them a couple of times. Right. Andrew haining has gone down there to try and ch- try to bring a new game plan but it just I don't know what is it with Whitehorse? they've, they've gone let's be honest they they've gone through a few coaches in the last five years yeah right mm. so where's where is there a problem down there with Players I, not liking what
3: the coaches are bringing? No, no, I, I don't think that the coach has been their problem because yeah, they've had some pretty good coaches in my my view. Now, and and Haining, I think he, he will be – if they can stick with him.
2: They've just got to stick with him. If you stick I think with him be...
3: for you know another two years yeah. after this year, I, I just don't think they're their uh, lesser players, say from their 10 to 22 players, yeah. I think that's where they fall away. Their I, top couple of players are as good as any in the competition. But then they fall away badly.
0: One guy, I, I've actually, one guy, I've felt, and I don't know whether it's through injury or form, but that's has really dropped off um, with his consistency. Is Eddie Sim?
3: Yeah. Every week yep. in, week yep. out, we used to see Eddie Sim. He the used best. to be one of the best midfielders yeah. in the competition. and
0: I don't know whether it's age, like I said, it's age, yeah. work, or whatever it is in between. But um, I personally don't think they've recovered since they lost Andrew Padbury.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. They've
0: yeah. lost he was there he was their key forward where they were able to direct everything th- through and the fact that he was a it was a really good yeah. um, really good mark but he also was a very very good ac- and accurate kick. And you you know he's his goal kicking percentages when he was playing there he was he's was shooting at 70 80%, which you know, most sides would kill to have a forward that could be that accurate. And when
3: and when Padbury was there, McDougal became a better player. Yeah. But now Padbury's gone. McDougal's the head. You know, the head spearhead.
0: So I I think that maybe they've also had to. Some of their players have had to, through one of a better word, Ryan. I think they've had to um, players that were playing in certain positions when when. Um, when Padbury was there, have been shifted around a little bit and are in playing in different positions. And I think Del Gleesh is probably one of those players. Yeah. He was playing forward, right, centre forward, half forward, but now it's gone back into a back line, maybe because they needed to plug holes there. But he's a he's a he's a very good player as well, Del Gleesh.
3: I think they're very unfortunate where they are geographically. I think that they're one club that really find it hard to recruit players Undeadly. because they're surrounded by by clubs that are around about the same division, you know, and, and that must be very hard for them to re- re- particularly if they're not performing.
0: Yeah, you know, I look, it. look, let's let's be under no illusions that there are there is certain areas in Melbourne. Right, where recruiting is very hard for clubs to get players, a because it's a changing dynamic. Silver's a great example of it. That's it's a changing. It's a changing dynamic that the whole dynamic of areas are changing with, yeah. you know, through cultural change. It's. You know, yeah. that's that's just what we have to. That's what the cards are dealing with and, us now. And, not, and, if,
3: and if any uh, young players in that area want to go, they'll they'll go to a to a Surrey Park or somewhere like that, a club that's performing, rather than go to a side that's been struggling. It,
0: it just shows you, though. I mean, this it. It just shows you that success breeds success and when you and this this just says true all over. When your club is not going well, doesn't matter whatever club it is, trying to get people to come there when you're not winning is that much harder.
2: Mm. Yeah. And looking at the ladder now, Whitehorse are set to take the drop because they play Coldstream next week, which Although, even if they win that, they've got Ferntree Gully to come after. So, they've got to win both games. And I just don't see that happening at the moment. Having Not having won a game in a couple of months now. So, they're set to drop into Division 4, you would think. Looking at the latter, Donvale-Ferntree Gully will meet in the first week of the finals. Sylvan and Oakley District will meet in the, uh, in the first week of the finals as well as elimination final. I think mathematically, Fair Park is still a chance. So, they can still win their two, but Oakley District... Should just uh, all the, all they depends need depends on is who win. Fair Park have gotten their last. Oh, game. hang on, Fair Park Oakley District next Late weekend. Last,
0: yeah, next
3: week.
2: Have yeah. I gone too early on this? Because Fair Park win that, let's do the math. They're only a draw behind. Oakley take on Warrenite in the last round of the season, while Fair Park.
0: I thought I thought that Oakley was six points in front.
2: Yep, yeah, but as in if uh, Fair Park beat them next week,
0: yeah, then, then it'll be a draw. And yeah, then
2: the draw. Fair it'll, Park play silver. Okay, so. Still a Fair Park is still a chance.
0: Yeah, they are. Um I think though with Fair Park of just having a look through their squad this morning, Ben Gilling hasn't played since round no. ten. And I think he may be out injured, but if they can get him if Fair Park can get him in right in the next two weeks and have him ready for you know, that that, that you know, that critical final, he could be the difference between Fair Park
3: actually progressing. Where's that game played next week?
2: I've just got out of it. I think uh-huh. that is at uh, Oakley, that one. Okay. So you would imagine uh, Oakley would probably come in as the, the heavy favourites. No, it's at Fair Park, actually. Fair Park, yeah. So they lost at Fair Park in the night game earlier this season, but by all reports, probably should have been further up at halftime. So I would still think they'd come uh, in as favourites. And
0: like I said, the unpredictability of the way these sc- sides are scoring from third to um, third to eight at the moment... You, you couldn't really pick a winner with actual absolute surety except probably mm. Donbar.
2: No, nope. I think you're absolutely right on that. Let's jump into Division 2 now. Uh, Mulgrave winners over Upper Furniture Galley just quickly, 22-16, 148, just 12-4-76. Adam Booth kicked another six goals. Uh, Conor Tillyard kicked five and was listed best r- on.
0: He's had a great year. He's had a, a yeah. fantastic,
2: uh, he's in a purple patch at the moment. And in Farber fentrick Gully Bailey kicked three and Meyer was listed as their best player.
0: And, Ryan, Mulgrave players have <laughs> have this happy knack of winning best and fairest play in the comp.
3: In the comp, yeah. They <laughs> do. They, 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 got a
0: lot. They, they seem to, they produce quite a few winners in the in the in the big ones. So don't be surprised if Tilliard's up there on on vote night.
2: No, he, he certainly could be because his his form this season has been as good as pretty much anyone's. Um he's very consistent and he's always in the best so fair. he certainly will pinch a fair few votes.
0: And put this way, I think for the first time, um that you can I, I think Mulgrave a uh, final spam.
2: Well, I think so, and we, we, this is, will be a good conversation in a second when we read out the East Burwood uh, score, but um, also just to mention it, uh, a big game for um, Mulgrave yesterday with uh, game number 200 for uh, Dean Siakoulis, and yep. both yeah. of you would have seen plenty yep. of football oh, yeah. from yeah. Dean over the years.
3: Great, great, you talk great about servant. You talk about stalwarts at clubs. Oh, and, yeah. Siakoulis uh, down there at Mulgrave, he's, he's amongst them. Yeah,
2: absolutely, oh, yeah. and... We will t- I'll leave the East Burwood one to last, because yep. I think that's the most interesting result. Okay. <laughs> uh, just quickly, uh, out at Jubilee Park, Baronia continued their winning streak, thirteen nine eighty seven to Ringwood, six ten forty six. Josh Begley kicked seven goals and was listed best on as a Ringwood. Uh, Gebel Lamb kicked two. Williams was listed as their best player, so no surprise there. No. Yeah. Uh, just doing
3: what they have to do,
2: Baronia. Yeah, they'll yeah. Just, just cruise through and to the I- finals.
0: And the fact that they probably had their best side on the paddock mm. yesterday. Yep. Um, so all's, all's good for them. If they can stay healthy over the next six weeks, they're going to be hard to toss. They will be
2: very hard to beat. One side who will certainly play finals, Heathmont, 12-10-82, defeated the base in yesterday 6-11-47 at Batterham Reserve. Bit of a... Uh, a Pretty competitive performance from the basin. hearing from a couple of people from Heathmont So not a bad effort Even if the scoreboard probably doesn't say it quite that All, much
0: Always very competitive games Those uh, Heathmont Basin games Is think, that a bit
2: of a rivalry those Yes two it clubs?
0: is yeah, It's a rivalry I, I think the thing is with Heathmont at the moment I almost Like They're doing enough They're just doing enough,
3: enough Yeah
0: But Is enough going to be Enough
3: to elevate them in a finals. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I, I just think they're, they're a side in there making up numbers.
0: Well, put it this way. They get their first taste of finals football next week, Heathmont.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because Mulgrave.
0: They got yeah. Mulgrave.
2: Yep. Now, Mul- Mulgrave going as favourites, I think, on, this, on, Mulgrave, on the form. And I think to,
0: Mulgrave beat them there at Heathmont last year in match of the day did, I think. Yep. I can't remember. I think they did. I,
2: I don't think I was there for that one. Um, no, so. you probably
0: weren't, but I was. And I think, they, I think if my memory serves me correctly, I think Mulgrave beat them. It was unexpected too. Well,
2: they'll go in as favourites uh, uh, next week, I think, just on based on the form and yep. the injuries that Heathmont do have as well. Uh, Waverly Blues also defeated Knox 18-8, to 12-7, Josh Williamson back in the side, kick seven goals, uh Duck listed as their best player on the ground. As that, a that's
3: a fair effort by Knox. You know they've yeah. only been beaten by six goals and not a lot over four, four goals. Their,
0: their second half of the season has started to come together nicely for them. <laughs> um, for Waverley Blues, once again, uh, another win on the road for them. When they're going to have to keep winning, but you know, look, they're doing all, they're doing everything right. Waverley Blues, they, they are controlling their own destiny and. And the fact is that all they can do is turn up to these grounds on Saturday and win games of football and set themselves up for a double chance.
2: And all they need to do now is one of the next two to make the double chance because Templestone and Heathmont will play each other in that exactly final right. round. So they're pretty much there. And then the big result, uh, I think, in the biggest game in Division 2 yesterday, it was one side, Stowe, 16-19, 115 Defeated Eastbourne ten five sixty five, and it was never close. At quarter time, it was forty seven to seven. Half time, it was seventy three to fifteen. There's a lot to probably discuss on both sides, but yep. especially let's start with Templestowe because they bring back Michener. Bring back Fogarty and they're their best two players on the ground uh, according to the uh, sheet here in front of me. So, I mean, the two of the best players in the competition. You, you get those players in and they just really, really needed that uh, depth in the midfield last week. And um, that's a statement win that shows that they are still a, a, a big threat come September.
0: Well, it straightens them up, Ray, it, Templestowe. It yep. straightens them up. However, yeah. they I still not convinced they've got a forward line that can kick a winning score.
3: Yeah, you're probably right there, Brush. Yeah, no, I, I could agree with you on that one, you know.
0: Defensively, they're sound. Mm. Defensively, they're very good, led by Alex Brown. I just worry that um, the, the fact is that I don't think that the Templestowe – um, midfield and half-forward line is utilising Limback's talents enough. I don't think they're getting the ball to him enough to, for him
3: to hurt sides. Fair enough. But uh, just on the result yesterday, look, uh, you look at the last quarter and East Burwood have kicked six goals one, but they certainly didn't have it all their own way because Templestowe have kicked three goals, eight. So it should have been so a bigger So they've had their margin. chances, you know, so it wasn't as though you look at that and you think, oh, East Burwood, you know, come home really well, but it's just an accurate kicking by yeah. Templestone. And it's still
2: a 50-point margin, margin, which well, probably right. yeah. was a not even a reflection of the game with the way that Templestone no. dominated 16-19, so yeah. had more chances to, to put him yep. away. And Limbach's an interesting one because... After the first two weeks where I think he kicked 12 in the two games, since then he's barely kicked uh, many and he only kicked the one on the weekend. Um, so I don't know if that's a... Is it? Do you think it's a delivery thing or the way... I know last week he was well held by Jared Lake and, and you know, a lot of players are by the quality of Lake. But um, what do you think the issue is there?
0: Oh, well, I, I, I think it comes down to delivery. I just don't think they can we watched him in that Heathmont game how many times did Templestowe, when they had positioned their players they kicked it over his head they yeah, kicked it on top pitch, of his head they didn't kick it in they they Limbeck is one of those players you've got to play a meter just a meter up front on him because he is so quick off the the opening 2 meters that once he gets once he gets that that that, yeah. that thing if you hit him on the chest you're not going to get part you, you you won't you won't be able to punch the ball away. He's so quick, but the thing is, he's such a deadly kick. The thing is, I don't know whether I'm not a hundred percent sure whether Templestowe's gameplay, the way they set up, suits Lindback's style.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, because at Doncaster East, it w- they channeled the ball through him when he was playing down there, because they knew they had a quality forward. I don't know whether Templestowe's game plan,
3: the way they're playing it, whether they... So do you know, have they been playing him at full forward all year?
0: Well, that's what he... he yeah.
3: I, I believe so. Well, well, maybe. I mean, if he's not hitting the scoreboard and all that, you know, you throw him out the centre-half forward for a couple of games and give him a bit more room and space to work in. You know? Well, that was... Well, we don't know because no. we haven't been there. And I think that's
0: part of the, the thing is, on these big grounds, sometimes... Um, the centre half forward, I, I almost think you play at Baronia, or I reckon you play your full forward at centre half forward, and your your proper centre half forward at full forward. Yeah,
3: yeah, swap them around.
0: Yeah, mm. I, I just because I, I just think you're getting more. Your centre half forward is your is your key, mm. your pillar, right? Tall, big, strong. If he's got and if he can run and take a grab, he's virtually going to be impossible. Whereas you've got to a centre-half forward with your full forward, yeah, he'll keep leading, but he can also he can also lead to other areas of that forward line yeah. to create diversion.
2: Yeah, it's certainly interesting. And the other flip of the coin, East Burwood, oh, because yes. they now slip... So, looking at the ladder, they're a game, and they were on equal percentage pretty much, but it's now 13%. That's a lot. It's a, it is a lot, and they do play up a Fentry Gully in the last round. They're going to so need t- it. Yeah. They're going to need a big win. So, that. It probably works out all right that they've got that last game as a chance to build some percentage. But, I mean, Mulgrave, with the form they're going, they may just win Heathmont against Heathmont next week. Put and the
0: result beyond yeah. question. The other thing, that, when you're looking... When you, you look at what the percentage that Vermont gained last week, and I believe it was over 20% or around mm. that 20% mark, and you're looking at 13%, we're thinking... I'm thinking, just looking at those sort of figures that East Burwood are going to have to win by at least 80 points next week to try and make up some of that percentage. They may not make it up
3: either. I think they're going to have to win by more. I think they're going to have to win by 100 points to make it up. You could
0: be right.
2: So where are the Rams at at the moment? Because they had a good run of form, one I think five or six, but the last few weeks that loss against Knox was a little concerning and then uh, again yesterday just didn't seem to have – didn't show up. I mean, 47-7 a quarter time, it was over.
3: Sort of they've sort of shot themselves in the footy a bit, East Burwood. Look, I they're hard to select even, going into each game. Yeah, you know, one week when they're good they're very, very good. Mm. But I, but they put in so many poor performances in between that. I
0: think I almost think their bad start to the season now is just starting to come back and haunt them. Yeah. A because they haven't, they didn't build enough, they didn't win enough games to give them a buffer to cover for some poor form heading towards the the end of the season. Mm. Now they've left it all to do, and Ringwood as Ring uh, look, they're going to have to they're going to have to find whilst Ringwood will will continue to serve it up to them next week. Right, but the thing is, they won't get any percentage out of Ringwood.
2: No, 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 they won't, because Ringwood's pretty.
0: And there's also that possibility that if they don't bring their A game, Ringwood could actually still win.
2: Well, I've heard just speaking to a couple of people last night, they actually think Ringwood might beat them on the way there. They're playing at
0: Ringwood, aren't they?
2: That is, uh, oh no, it's at East Burwood. East Burwood,
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, you'd still give East Burwood a chance to win at home. I just think with them, it's just a matter of. They're just the fact that they they've been playing catch up football for most of the year after a poor start. They've had a few injuries, a couple of weddings and at a funeral and everything else that go with it and they hit a really good vein of form and then all of a sudden they've dropped two out of their last three when they really couldn't afford it. They needed to win they needed to win those games yeah. to try and put that buffer between them and Mulgrave and they haven't
3: been able to do it. Just getting back to East Burwood and making up that percentage, Brash, I think you're underwriting Upper Ferntree Gully because yesterday Upper Ferntree Gully kicked 12 goals against Mulgrave. OK, they got smashed, but if they can kick 10 or 12 goals against oh, the forget East Burwood it. size, forget, you, forget you're making up percentage...
0: No, well, that's when we talk in Premier Division. We'll, we we'll yeah, we can, we can articulate yeah. the coach. I with think we've Blackburn. got to give
3: Upper Fentry Gully a little bit more credit than what we have been because we've just been sort of skimming over them week in, week out, and and they're they're, they're kicking twelve goals against a, a they, side that's Mulgrave that are really in top form. So you know, let's give them a little bit of that, credit that, in the last couple of weeks or go.
0: You're right, and their scores over the, you know, their scores for Upper Fentry Gully have been, you know. The the problem is though, Ray, they they, they kick, can concede a lot as well. They concede a lot. Yeah, I know. This is yes. the this is the thing. I mean, you know, 38, 33, 27, 41. you know, this is what their last six of yep. forty two two lots of thirty three, a twenty one, a yeah. sixty, a thirty seven and a
3: seventy six. Last three weeks has probably been very good for them. Okay, you will the that. on the other hand, what have uh, what have been East Burwood's big scores? Can you have you get down well?
0: Yep, kicked one hundred and one in the first round, and they've kicked two scores over one hundred and twenty
3: for the rest of the season. So they're not they're not kicking huge no. scores themselves. Right. So that that percentage forget about making. That and
0: up. their last three games, East Berwick, they've kicked seventy three, sixty, and sixty five. Well, there it is. So, so yeah. where are they going to where where are they going to get it from? They need to find at least another eighty <laughs> points on top of that mm. in that in that game. And don't forget, if they don't win, if they win, depending if they win, if they win next week, and they only win small, then they're mar- they're, they won't gain enough. No. A little bit, they only gain a little bit of percentage. It won't be enough to make it up.
2: No. Yeah. So, and and just on just purely form, forget about the ladder for a minute. Yes, Mulgrave. Are going to be a much dangerous, much more dangerous side than East Eastbourne. I to so. the Finals just on form at the moment.
3: And I'll go back to round ten. I told you Mulgrave would be the yeah,
2: side that the finals. <laughs> you did. You did. You <laughs> keep bringing it up. And That's I'm true. not going to
0: let
3: you forget it. Right? <laughs> I think the
0: thing is with Mulgrave, on my, on, on my, where I found it very diff, difficult for them over the years to, to make a case for them because of their inconsistency. But I will say this about them this year. They've been more consistent this year and more predictable than any other year that in that
3: they've been. But Brett, you go back the previous two years. They weren't even playing on their ground. They're no. playing on that second ground That's down true. there, and yeah. that makes a difference. Last year was a
2: nightmare not yep. being able to have my yep. reserve yep. ready and having a look at the ladder now. So Bronia on top have locked up the minor premiership. Waverley Blues, Templestowe, and Heathmont all on the same wins there, eleven each. One side will miss out. You would imagine it would probably be Temple Sower Heath one on missing out on that double chance. Yep. At the moment, Mulgrave sit fifth with nine wins and a percentage uh, 13% over East Burwood, a game behind in sixth. Ringwood, two games behind Mulgrave in seventh. The Basin in eighth. Knox and Upper Ferntree Gully. So, hypothetically, East Spurwood, they've got to win their next two, obviously. Yep. They're probably going to have to... I mean, if Mulgrave lose their next two, then they will jump them. But either that, you'll, if Mulgrave beat not next week, they're relying on that percentage boost, which we think probably won't happen. Yeah. And
0: it, that's, um, if they both end up on the equal number of wins and losses, Mulgrave will stay in because of, of that percentage. percentage so
2: yes. you'd favour Mulgrave from here. It's probably in their hands.
0: I do. I, I just sort of, when I looked at it this morning, I thought, geez, East Burwood, you've left yourself. I reckon you might have left it a, a little bit too, too late. late here.
2: Yeah, and I, I had East Bird in last week. I did the run home and I thought, I didn't expect them to lose by 50 points yesterday so that percentage hit is what has sort of made me jump boat on that one yeah. um, but that's your ladder for Division 2 and we'll have a quick break and then we'll jump into Division 1 and Premier Division
0: as I say the former Templestowe man gets plenty of height on the kick I think he's off target though in fact he's out of bounds he's missed everything completely and that's yeah. a wasted opportunity hard kick for a left foot oh here we go <laughs> the left-hand side that just can't get the angle of the, dangles, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, angle of the dangle right <laughs> the uh, angle of the dangle right angle of the dangle right angle of the dangle right
2: brush i only play that when you're in the room usually
0: and i never leave i've never <laughs> ever and i reckon in 10 years time It'll still be playing. I'll never leave it it down. (laughs) No,
2: absolutely. Uh, We're back for the uh, Eastland weekend recovery, and we're going to jump into Division 1. We'll start with the match of the round yesterday. Bayswater versus North Ringwood out at Bayswater Oval. 10-9, 69. Bayswater lost to North Ringwood, 12-11, 83. So it's season's curtains over for Bayswater. It's for North Ringwood. They're now one step closer towards a final series, but they do still need one more win depending on how one turn a south go in the next couple of weeks but uh, a really fascinating game in the end um Jack Whelan was fantastic for North Ringwood we had him as the Sports Eastland <laughs> best of player Robbie Naha's had him best on as well and for Bazel to actually kick three goals in the end was pretty lively up there um and Cameron was listed best on for them but Ray scores level at three-quarter time and um a really brave finish from North Ringwood in the end, although they did have a few hiccups along the way in that last quarter. But to be able to kick four goals after giving, conceding the first one to Bayswater and looking like they may be in a bit of trouble, they did fight back. And the effort was there from both sides. I thought it was a... a you certainly, if, if the skill level wasn't there completely compared to a, a Mitchum or South Belgrave, the intensity and the, the wanting to... you know Both sides really wanted to win that
3: one. You're dead right. Ryan. The endeavour of both sides was. You're dead right. The endeavour to both sides was 100. You yeah, both these sides had something to play for, and and I would say it's the best game I've seen all year, as far as you know, contest goes. You know, there was no side gave an inch, and the, in the end, look, Bayswater, they had their opportunities because with about what two minutes to go or something, that big tall ruckman took a mark yep. twenty meters out, right in front, and he missed. If he'd have kicked that. And uh, they had time to get another oh, clearance yeah. out of the center, and they would have. And if they'd have got another goal, they would have won the game. But uh, no, look, all credit goes to both sides. But look, Robert Nahas, you know, we know his history played in the AFL and all that. But he, the way he controlled the game yesterday, every time he got the ball, he just used it, you know, beautifully for his side. And and Jack Whelan, I said on the broadcast, and if I had to pick one man to go to war with, it, it'd be Jack Whelan, you know, because he's just in and under and everything. But uh, uh, Searle, on the back line for uh, Bayswater he he to me was probably their best player, but uh no, it was a, all in all it was a great game of football and uh the, the contest was there and that 's what you want to see I thought it was an interesting first half
0: actually because for i, I thought that east Ringwood, oh, sorry east ring north Ringwood worked extremely hard. For their three-goal lead midway through the third quarter, and I thought they'd done everything right. They're, they're a very—I have to say—they're a very raw side, you know, yeah. Yeah. with their with their youth that they've got in this. In, in, but I understand where Robin's going with them, and it was in, it was quite refreshing to see that sort of group of young players with the experience of of Wheel and 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 Robin themselves guiding them through, you know, the maze of the game itself, I I was impressed with the young, and I think he's got, I think he's a bit Charlie Haley-ish. He's Jackson Brauntel.
3: Yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. His last quarter was absolutely mm. magnificent.
0: One thing I liked about him was the fact that he showed a lot of poise, right, not prepared, or was always looking to put the ball in a better position, even even before he hit sharp on that, uh, on that uh, lead. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way that I like the way that he that he goes about his football. I think there's a lot of promise. I I, I can see him being part of a midfield moving forward, if yeah. not a, a quality half forward. I just I, I just thought that for I actually thought really that it was always North Ringwood's game to lose because to me it looked like Bayswater were always playing catch up.
2: Well, they were. In that yeah, second they quarter, there was, well, yeah, as you mentioned, a three-goal lead and probably could have been a little bit more. They had a couple of missed opportunities, North Ringwood, and they continuously just had to keep fighting back in the game and they pinched the lead and then they lost it in the third quarter, got it back again. They kicked the first to last quarter and then North Ringwood hit the lead. And in the last few minutes, they were playing catch up again. And they had plenty of chances across the afternoon, yeah, but yeah. probably just that one step behind. And it, um, credit it, to North Ringwood on that one.
0: Admittedly, Ryan, and I said this to Ray, I actually thought in the last six minutes of the, the match in total, I thought North Ringwood were doing everything they could to lose it rather <laughs> than, <laughs> than win it because of the fact that I think they, when they hit that 20 point, I think they switched off. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, they, they switched yes. off, and the thing is, when when they were taking possession, they were they became very over ambitious with the handball into dangerous areas instead of playing the percentages around the ground. Oh, kudos to them; they were still prepared to take it on
3: in the in in the midfield, um, and it. it could have cost them. I, th- I think Brash, What they did, they they started bombing the ball in, and Ben Searle, he took three yeah. intercept marks here in about five minutes, and 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 that changed it. You know, the whole concept of, but I think they went certainly went longer. But you spoke about Bruntonall. He he played a fantastic uh, last quarter and all. But there was another player, Harry Flynn. I thought he's. Was that he number fifty
0: two. Yeah, that's yes. Him. He yeah. started.
3: He started off. Reasonably slow, but his second, third, and last quarters, I thought for a young pl- a player, he. Uh, I thought he was absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, and you've also still got the experience of, um, you know, Dylan Van Eunen, Um Yes, right. And the fact is, he's he's a bit of a Mr. Gadget, Dylan yeah. Van Uden. Well, both the Van Uden yeah. played really well. Uh, yeah, very serviceable. So I mean, look, there was absolute panels between. Jack Wheeler and the next best player on the ground. He was out... I'll put it this way. He was outstanding. Now, I... Without having any figures to qualify this, but just on memory, I reckon that Jack Wheeler, if I'm going back five years Mm. over North Ringwood results, I would say that he would have been in their best six at least 75% of the
3: time. If I'm not... Correct. I think he won a comp medal in their premiership year. You could be very well right. Yeah, he did.
0: So Jack Whelan is of is in rarefied air, yeah. right? When it comes to, you know, when it comes to elite footballers, and I know he did have a spell from the game, didn't he, Ray?
3: Yeah, and and last year, you know, I know they got relevant, but last year he missed most of the year with injury yeah. as well. You know,
0: so he has been, you know, when you're talking about a player in this in EFNL, Right, history, history will history will smile very yeah. and and fondly on Jack Whelan because he's been an absolute ornament to not only the EFL but he has given his club
3: North Ringwood great. Yep. Service. It's service, that's right. But another player I want to mention, and he kicked the first and I think he kicked the last goal of the game, Matthew Cullinan. Yep. His yeah. His big hands down forward, I think that was one of the, the differences in the result as well. Like you said, they don't get any smaller. No, they don't. They And he's got huge hands. Everything he grabbed was nice and clean.
0: So overall, um, looking, at, looking at Bayswater, um, they definitely were the before the game even started. They were definitely the more experienced side with regards to player personnel on the on the park. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday. Uh, I felt collectively that their their the their players, their experienced players, didn't do enough throughout the whole of the contest right to keep them to you know to 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 win that game. I just thought they were inconsistent.
3: (laughs) Look, there's one player I want to mention and I was really disappointed for him yesterday because he's been, a, he's a legend in the air yeah. for now. That's Joel Gelbert. Yep. And, you know, I know he's not playing in the midfield. Well, he didn't play in the midfield yesterday, but, uh, you know, Joel, uh, unfortunately, I, I love Joel. He's been a great player. As I said, he's a legend. He's won multiple uh, yep. divisionals. But I think the game's gone past him now. I think he'll he, i think he finish at the end of the year. I really do. But, uh, yeah, he and he's probably one of the more experienced. Yep. I know we can Expect it. We expect it from him because of his history. But yeah. but realistically, I think that you know it's it Joel's. Uh, you know, it's they had a great career, and uh, and maybe it's time. But, but just on on uh, Bayswater's season overall, they've probably been the most the luckiest side in the whole division. That how many games they've lost by under a goal? I know Muralbark's up there as well. But you know, well they've beaten Muralbark twice by a point, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, Mark Hardy can look back on that as, as a thing, and uh, they they got. The, the reserves won yesterday, Bayswater, so there, there's a little bit there.
2: There's there's plenty to, to like about their season because a lot of us didn't think they'd be um, where they are at the moment and, and competing for a final spot. A lot of us thought they'd get relegated.
0: I think the other thing yesterday, I, I one young man that I think really has had to try and carry Bayswater over the last couple of years, and I think now that the opposition have put a lot more time and energy and work into him is Ben White. Yep, yep. Um, who, who plays in? The, he's predominantly played in the midfield for basically his entire career. Yeah. Right. And I think, um, I think he shouldn't be playing on a wing. I reckon yeah. he should be playing in the in the.
3: Look, yeah, I, I agree. Look, he, he great junior career. one yeah. Won medal comp medals every year in the juniors, but I, I think that maybe Brash. Look, he, he's not the biggest of men. Maybe if you had a couple of bigger inside midfielders, yeah, throw him in the middle as an outside midfielder, without a doubt. But, but that's what that, I'm saying, Ray. The, yeah. The thing is,
0: is that he's basically had a target on his back since he's hit. Oh, without a doubt. Since he's hit, yeah. You know, senior <coughs> football. Yeah. Because of because because of his fame from his junior career. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the opposition coaches have done <laughs> done their homework. That's right. And, like I said. Everything that you've said, he's not hes not a big boy, no. but he, he's got a big heart, mm. and I think he's better when he's able to um, hunt the ball, mm. right? I don't think you get – on the wing, you've got to run up and down, you yep. know, yep. from half-back to half-forward, half-back to half-forward, and you unless the ball's coming – Unless the ball's been channeled through your area, you're not going to see much of it.
3: Maybe, maybe you've got you know you've got Lucky Kruger who they got from the base, and you've got Alexander Young, a couple of other midfielders. Maybe they just think at this stage, you know, they're they're better in the Pop, midfield at this stage. Possibly,
0: and I think, like I said, there, both um, Mark Hardy definitely has got some youth to youth to work with. Yeah, but I think also too in on the other breadth, he. Some of the senior players, he'll, he, if he wants, if some of these senior players want to continue to play on, then they're going to have to try and reinvent themselves in another position.
3: Well, Scott McInerney, he was another one. He's been a, a phenomenal goal kicker for them. And I know he, he played on the halfback flank yesterday. Yeah. But he's might a have very through, experienced player. Might, might have been through necessity. Yeah, you mate, you're just, right. Bass. Look, we're only outsiders. We can yeah, only give right. our opinions.
0: But if you... Look, if you're looking at Bayswater overall, they only lose by, what, 14 points? Yeah, kick and a half, yeah. Kick and a half. I mean, they weren't disgraced. (laughs) No. And they had their chances to win, but they couldn't put them away. Kudos to North Ringwood. Um, I think they made the running for most of the afternoon and in the end... They yep. got the chocolates. and
2: yep. I'm very excited that we did get to see both sides because it's yep. been quite some time that we've seen either of them for a match of the round, and Bayswater were fantastic. Uh, they looked after us it, well again, it, Ray. It's,
3: it's funny, Ryan, because I had some mates down there who were North Ringwood people, and, and the first thing they said to me is, why are you bringing the radio to this game? And I said, D- you, you guys underestimate the importance of that game yesterday to both sides. Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. It was the season on line for Bayswater. Yeah. They're done, and now North Ringwood. One step closer to all the final season. They will probably need to win one more with turner South hot on their heels if yep. they can find yeah. some form. But I think they will get there. Uh, another well, game got six, yesterday.
0: Well, there's six points in front.
2: Six points in front, front. So they'd have to lose two, and Wanny South would have we'll to win, win two. two. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they can still lose two and still make it. But
0: the next the the next club that is also vying for a final spot. I think we should uh, have a chat about them.
2: About one turn south?
0: No, the other one.
2: The other one? Beacon Sealed?
0: Yeah. Ruleback? Yeah, I think we should have Beacon
2: Sealed? All right, let's get on to that one. Montrose versus Beacon Sealed. 17-10, 112. The Demons defeated Beacon Sealed. 12-9-81. Interesting game there where the Eagles led at uh, quarter time and then it was all Montrose in the second quarter. That game sort of... Came back a little bit in the third quarter, but Montrose too strong in the end. And Ryan Garthwaite kicked seven of their 17 goals and was listed best on. So really starting to see the uh, influence of an ex-AFL player into their side, really finding some form now. And for Beacons uh Bro kicked four goals and Bowd kicked three. Stokoe listed as their best player. And I think I've heard that Oka had a bit of an ankle injury, which is unfortunate for them because coming into the... Last couple of rounds of the season and in the final series, they really need him back out in the park.
0: They do, and Ray, you were at the, you were doing specials down at uh, Beaconsfield a couple of weeks ago against, um, yeah, against Bark no. and I'm, and that game didn't really impress me, in the fact that I just thought that that inclusion of Johnson into um, yeah. into beaconsfield' side uh, he was a
3: difference that day yeah you're definitely right and, and it looked like he didn't play yesterday. yeah and, and and we said uh, at the time Josh said it on the, on that uh, commentary that day if they're going to go any good in the finals Johnson has to play
0: and I think once again it actually bore fruit yesterday because you look at montre's they got a. they had a few players that could kick goals oh
2: yeah garthwaite yeah. right there seven
0: he's Beaconsfield, if uh, if Ocker doesn't kick goals, yeah. right, who's kicking them? Yeah. And that, to me, that is the thing that's going to hold Beaconsfield back if they make the finals.
2: Well, let's have a look at it, Brash, because they play North Ringwood next week. At the moment, they've dropped to fifth because North Ringwood has now moved into fourth with that extra draw. So they're game ahead of one turner south. Percentage is fine. So if they lose both their games uh, and then one turn of south, or actually they... L- Win one, one turn to south win two, they'd be tied. Probably still make it on percentage, so I don't think there's too much to worry. They should still make it, but do you have a l- little bit of concern of how they will go if they do make a final? Then
0: I think, I, I think they'll, um, I think they'll struggle. They might only win one final. I couldn't see them winning another one mm. at very best, and that's with Johnson in the yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, I think um, it was interesting that. When you interviewed Johnson, he said um, after the match he said he was put back to, just to work on some of his forward forward craft. Yeah, right. Um, at where he was playing, and then yeah. obviously he's gone back there. So they obviously were happy with his forward craft in the game <laughs> against Mural Park. Yeah. I it, look, it wouldn't terribly surprise me that he plays next week, right? To help them sew up that final spot and yep. then not play again to the final. Yeah. I, I could I, I could see a scenario like that happening, but he if Beaconsfield are gonna go any any they've gotta have they've gotta have two at least two goal kickers.
3: Look, I, I, I don't think Mick Fogarty will be getting carried away with the situation. I, I think the, the what they come into the competition last year. They, they had a, a, an okay season. Their their objective was, to I would think, would be to play finals this year. Yep. If yep. they play finals this year, then I think the big stepping stone is for them from next year, win finals and, and go a little bit further.
2: touches on what Robin Naha said yesterday about it being, with no promotion, a bit of a two-year block for a lot yeah. of sides. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, well, that's true
3: too.
0: I yes. think, or put it this way, Ray, I don't think Mick Fogarty's been under any illusion whatsoever oh, about knowing no, about not. knowing where no. Beaconsfield no, are no. he knows he yep. knows deep down right yep. that he knows that he's going to have to yep. to recruit a few players to the club to make that club right. go a, a little bit That's further
3: right. next year and and at the two seasons that they've played you know a big ticks to both seasons yeah look you know, to they in.
0: they've they've probably exceeded expectations they con- have. Um, yep. considering the competition that they came from.
2: And looking at the side that will be hoping they slip up is one turner south. And if there was ever a side who needed to win more than anyone else I- this week, it was one turner south. <laughs> after their form in the last couple of months, they did get the job done against Little 18-17-125 to Lillardale 11-9-75, so a 50-point win there. But unfortunately, you just take nothing from it at the moment, and no disrespect to Dale, but... I don't think we've got we don't think we learnt anything about one south after yesterday afternoon. They gave four points that they needed. They now benefit from Bayswater and Ruhlbach losing, so they're out of the race. So they're the only side outside of the five who can jump in. But I'm I'm still worried about their form in their next couple of games, whether or not they can win two games, because they probably need to win two.
3: See, we talk about Johnson and, and Beaconsfield, but uh, for one, turner South to go further, Barlow's got to play for them as well, because he exactly. came back into mm. that side yesterday. He Hit kicked three. three goals. you know. So, once again, all these sides that are vying for a position, particularly in this division, they've got to have their VFL players if they're going to take that extra step.
0: I'm still a little bit worried about turner South and their defence. Hmm. Sixty, but they have allowed through what sixty-one points yesterday. Uh,
3: 75, Seventy-five points, 11-9. So that's eighteen scoring shots they've given away.
0: When you consider most other sides have really taken, putting, taken Lilydale to the sword this yeah, year. Yeah. I think the thing that worries me in the fact is that you look at that uh, second quarter yesterday. They're six six 6 42 up by forty points at quarter time. They've allowed Lilydale to kick. Six goals in the second quarter and
3: And kicked two themselves.
0: Yeah. Then, okay, you can make a case that they ran away with it in the second half. But um, defensively,
3: a quarter like that in a in a semi final is game over. But and pressure, even in that third quarter, they, okay, they've kicked uh, six, six to three. But the opposition have also kicked three.
2: And this is a little side who did not kick a goal last week, and that's, that's happened right,
3: twice exactly right. So, so, so the thing. So
0: defensively, there's still a bit of work, and I'm saying that they can't afford, if they make the finals, they can't afford to have a quarter like that in the second quarter otherwise against a better quality opposition. Otherwise, it'll be game over.
2: It's a good point you make. And looking, they're the second worst defensive side. Uh, Only Lillardale is behind them. So that's actually quite surprising there. Croydon, even. Um, Croydon, Bayswater, Mirabak all... Uh, don't give away as much as Montana South. So something to have, probably have a look at if they are to make it. But they've got two games to win. They've got Bayswater next week. They should
0: win that game. should
2: win with Bayswater. Nothing to play for now. Their yeah. season is done. And then in the final round of the season, they play North Ringwood. So potentially, if North Ringwood lose next week, that game actually becomes the win, you make it, lose, you, you don't. No, yes. So That's it. Certainly still alive. So uh, we
3: could be st- heading still for a grandstand finish yes, for the finals positions where, in Deepwater. Div- that, that game, that last game, where is that played at?
2: That's at Quamby Reserve. So well, North Ring yeah. will be. That'll, that'll, will they'll be favourites. They'll be
3: favourites going into that. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Mitchum versus Croydon yesterday afternoon. The Tigers 17 14 116 defeated Croydon 9 6 60. They're continuing on. A few outs as well. So. Pretty impressive from the Tigers. Smythe came back in, kicked four. Baglava listed as their best player. So Croydon, Britain kicked three. Sparrow listed as their best player on the ground. For Croydon, it pretty much sort of confirms that they will get relegated this year. I know, year. and
0: it seems it's. I know the. I know it's double relegation. But Ray, I, I, I have to say though, there isn't too many sides that have won six or seven and at seven and eleven and got relegated. <laughs> get is relegated. I? I know. No. I. I yeah. You know, look. Um, Mitcham. I think. You know they lost to Montrose, and they've just been travelling along. They've been doing a South Belgrave, Mitcham. They haven't yep. been, they haven't no. been outstanding, but they've been workmanlike, and they've just done what they've
3: had but, to do. But you look at Mitchum over the last three or four seasons; they they don't really put sides away. No, they like, don't. They win by five goals, and that's about it. Mm. But
0: like you said, I, I mean, we could throw that. We you know, we we. We, we we've been saying the same thing about South Belgrave now for the last two months. Yeah. But they're, and they're doing exactly the same, same thing. thing. Yep.
2: And they did yeah. it again yesterday. Nine sixteen seventy South Belgrave defeated Moorabark six seven forty three. I think you could almost predict that scoreline. There's going to be something like that similar. Yeah. They're not going to belt muralbark but they're just going to win quite but, comfortably. But
0: even Heights Reserve, even when that's wet, it's really that's really hard to score be heavy. on. Yeah. That'd be yeah. really yeah. hard to yeah. score on.
2: And actually, having a look at halftime, South Belgrave had kicked two goals, ten, 10. to yeah, three man. one. So, so, yeah,
0: I, <laughs> so I mean. The other thing is too. I, I just, you know, look, Moorbark haven't had the season that they've wanted to have too. But the the thing is, they're not. They're still. They're still in there. They're still having a dip every week. Mm-hmm. You know. So, the thing is. Even though the season hasn't gone their way, they've still got enough, there's still enough fight and there's still enough pride in that football club to say, no, okay, we can't play finals, but we're going to make it harder for others. Yeah. Right. And I
3: think they've done the right thing because Laval's has got another two seasons as well. They Who's have. Fantastic. They, they, yeah. they
0: have. I think, you've, I think sometimes
3: you've got to give, a, you've got to give coaches a chance to, to finish off the work that they've started. Well, you've got to look at your list, I think, at the end of the year and say, you know, has this coach done okay with this list? And, and I would Say everyone would say yes,
0: and I and I think really what we've got to understand now and there for our landscape is the days of this this competition able being able to attract the best of the best type players from all the other competitions. Forget yep. about it; it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone because of the fact that a the points and b the salary cap has had a has really had a has has had its desired effect. Yeah. And I think now you, we're seeing we're starting to see that manifest through all the divisions because of how close the results are on a week-to-week basis. There really isn't, next to Domvale and South Belgrave, there really isn't a side that's completely dominating week by
3: week that's winning by 60, 70, 80 points. And Brash, I think that, the EFNL have come out the other side of COVID, realizing that your youth is your future. Yeah, it is. And you look Definitely. at the size. You look at. Uh, I'm just take Roval for an example. You know, you, you play the youth, nor, uh, North Ringwood yesterday. You play the youth. Okay, yeah. you're not paying big money for one. And I've always said it: the youth mightn't have the experience, but they'll give you 110. percent Well, that's right. And I the can't. thing,
0: and the thing is, though, whilst I agree with what Robin was saying. Um, yesterday, it's all about homegrown and that. Yep. I still think it doesn't hurt to bring a couple of experienced oh, players down, in, and I, and I think, and as long as they, if as long as Wheeling keeps playing and probably Shepherd is another one, mm. as long as they can hold on to those 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 mid tier players that have been around that do have the experience, those young players will eventually overtake them and assume the mantle. Yeah. Uh, Whereas some other clubs will still need a little bit of help, but that's when they're going to have to become very financially prudent and uh, and and really do rely on on their recruiting people right to make the right call. Okay.
3: Now I'll, I'll put something to you two guys. South Belgrave. Okay, they win the Premiership this year. Okay, there's no promotion. Yep. Maybe they keep the majority of that list. If they were to win it the next year and go up to Premier, I think we'll see an exodus out of that club as far as experience.
0: I think you're right. I mean, I think the thing is, and I think Lee Odomat is probably An an example of that. Lee's been a fantastic player, but I mean, look... He's in his late
3: 30s, yeah. if, I, if I'm... Well, it's like I said to you about Joel Galvin yesterday. No, yeah, he's you
0: know, in his it? 30s, and, and, like, he realised... I think Lee realised last year, after... When he came back from injury, I think he actually realised he wasn't the sort of player that he wanted to be in that South Belgrave lineup, yeah. and he knew... I think he knew that...
3: Um, if they were moving forward that he wasn't going to no, be no, part he, of he it. He wouldn't have been have the in, in their best 22. No. I, think, I think they'll stick around because of the fact that if they did win the premiership that they will, won't will go up yep. but then the next year going up a division I think some of those guys that have been there been there through the whole journey I think they will move on. And
0: predominantly a lot of those players have come through Upper Gully you know. As and Roval and Roval. Yeah,
3: yeah. they have So, they have, yeah.
0: so look and t- like I said they have they have totally maximized their potential in the last five years, um, yeah. South Belgrove. Yeah. And they've had a fantastic run. Yeah. And like I said, it it'll probably it'll continue this year, but it'll probably continue next year. Yeah. It'll just depend on like I said, if they win the flag this year, I'll be interested to see mm, how many players do front up again the next year. year. Yeah,
2: true. Wouldn't yeah. wouldn't Abba Gully love to have a few more of those back next year, to come down and <laughs> right. division That's three exactly next right. season? Can That's they so get look, a few and they
3: could they could get some yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
0: Because uh, look, we you know, look, I've always believed and I know Ben was sort of alluding to the fact I think there are a lot of, you know, we live in a different era where work commitments are a lot, a lot, really, are important now to a family. And Mm. players that were able to, you know, to be able to give time to their hobbies and football is a hobby for a lot of them. Work's important; it's bloody survival now.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Looking at the Division One ladder, South Belgrave locked up uh, minor premiership there on top. Mitcham Montrose, North Ringham now in fourth, Beacon in fifth. Wonturner South, the only side outside of the top five who can make it in sixth. Then Murrubuck, Bayswater, uh, both out of the running this weekend. Croydon in ninth and then Lillardale in tenth, yet to win a game.
3: Just before we move on, just one word, who's going to miss out? I think Wonturner South will miss out. Yeah, I do
0: too.
2: I'm sticking with Wonturner South to yep. miss
3: it. Fair enough, yeah.
2: Jumping into Premier Division now. I'm trying to work out where to start. Let's start with the the big game at Cheon Park, which we all probably tipped Roval, thought they'd win comfortably, but you, Ray, mentioned that they don't play too well when they travel down to Cheon Park. Well, and
3: Well, look, they've played South Croydon in Division 3, Division 2, Division 1, and they've always struggled at Cheon Park. Okay, last year was a phenomenal year. They won they won yep. out there. But, no, going to Cheon Park, I know, the Roval faithful, we, we got that in the back of our minds. But- and yesterday it proved it.
2: They did win, though, they so they did, did hold they did on 13-13-91 to 13 8, 86 South Croydon. So another heartbreaker for the Dogs who just haven't had any luck this season. But 15 points down at three-quarter time. They came back in the last quarter kicking five goals. Mav Taylor was best, uh, back at his best, kicking three. Stapleton listed as their best player for South Croydon. Wilson kicked four, and Matt Jones, best on
0: ground for, for the Yesterday, I think it was a victory for character. Yes. I think it was a victory for character because they were out of the, technically speaking, they were out of the contest by quarter time. 46 to 15. Yep. Right, they were out of the contest. Yeah. But as Ray has always alluded to, when you want to get back into those games, you've got to start somewhere. You don't have to overtake them in one quarter. No, nope.
3: no. Nope. Right, and that's exactly what they did. you just got to outscore them in the extra three quarters.
0: And the fact is that <laughs> it's always, it, it's like a Melbourne Cup. Right, you you're giving them a start, and then all of a sudden you start making you start making it through, and then all of a sudden you lift a cog and you find that extra, and yep. that's what they were able to yeah. do. And Ray's right, mentally, they have to uh, had to overcome a lot of things, and like uh, like I said, forget about whether it was a win for you know it was a win for four points. Yesterday was
3: a win for character. That's right. And, and what you've got to realise, unless you, you see what's happening there, the whole dynamics of the Roval forward line has changed since uh, Showmakers went out of the ruck. Yeah. Because uh, Wine now is playing his share in the ruck, and what that's done is bring Flakemore in as the key forward. He kicked one yesterday, but the last week against East Ringwood, I think he kicked three. So they're not relying on Wine to kick goals like they were early in the no. year. No.
0: But also they've actually had to. Well, the thing is, they've act rival in, even though losing show makers has has been a blow, but it's actually given Ben Wise a chance to to to, to experiment right. once again and and work out and and f- because he might need to use wine in a forward capacity yeah. in a final, but he also knows that he's got wine in his back
3: pocket okay. to use in the ruck. But what and what he does, those ruckmen. Aren't going off the ground. They're going to full forward no. to rest, you know, and they're going to full forward to rest. And and when you've got a big tall full forward in there, irrespective, they've got the three young guys alternating in the rush. So there's a big key forward that you can bomb the ball down there and hope that he can get it. South
0: Croydon do it every. T- South Croydon really changed that mould when they b- bought Max King Max to King the club. That's right, right. Normally. In years gone by, the the Ruckman were rotated off the ground every seven, eight minutes. Yeah. Now the good ones are playing at full, full forward. forward. exactly you yeah, can right.
2: have an impact there. Yeah, absolutely. For
0: South Croydon, it's just been a year that they want to forget. Yeah. However, I'm mindful of the fact that Ray said something at the very, very start of the season. Right, and um, not because he didn't want to say it, but he felt that, that South Croydon were on the verge of a bit of a slide. Um, he just felt that their personnel just looked like they were just starting to run
3: out of petrol tickets a little bit. Right, I said that they're, they're a side that leak goals in a hurry. They can kick goals in a hurry, but they leak goals in, to the opposition in a hurry.
0: And the fact is that I, I, I've been worried about them um, myself. I think where the alarm bells for me was... The day Vermont beat them, yeah. After that North yeah. Ringwood game, Vermont came out and touched them up at Cheong Park, and I thought mm, something's not right there. Mm. And then when we did them on match of the day against Nord, they were completely out of sorts all day,
2: outclassed mm. in the end.
0: Um, and Wilson's a fair footballer, but he can't he can't carry a forward line when they can't get the ball to him.
2: No, well, and that's probably been a bit of an issue and. Uh, obviously, availability across the season has plagued them, but uh, a few players as well coming to the twilight of the, uh, their career and, and probably. And I hate
0: and I hate saying that, it, like you no, know, you never want to say and it. And that's it. A, and that's the thing. Like it will probably give Ray it gives Ray no pleasure talking about Joel Galvin in, in no, that in that light. No. But I mean, look, we we all realise that the greats of our game. There's going to be a day. Where the game has passed them, yep. yeah.
2: no, no one can go on forever. That's no. just the reality so. of and the football. thing is,
0: you, and the thing is, I worry though if South Croydon go down,
3: does it? Does that start the slippery side for them? Look, it, it depends. They're going to have a new coach. Yep. Hope they can get some personnel in, but but they've got to get personnel in because their reserves I, aren't doing
2: that. No, their either. reserves are not.
3: And I'm
0: put this way, I'm still not giving up on them. This season, I reckon no, no. I'm not giving up on them because I still reckon they can. I still think there's at least another win in them. They got def- John Caster. right? They got. I think they'll be. They'll win that yep. game. It's next week's game for me is the crunch game yeah. for them.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. I think they're playing Blackburn next That's right. week. That to me, that is the quintessential relegation game next week for them. Who, very who did winnable? Park Orchards play next week? Vermont.
3: Vermont. At at, at, at Dominey. Well, see, even at the oh, moment, South not, Croydon's... Not good for them. South Croydon's 11th, with 81%. Park Orchard's a 10th with only 78%. So they've got a 3 or 4%. Well,
2: can Vermont do them a bit of a favour and so, certainly slaughter Park Orchard's percentage <laughs> maybe and give them a little bit of an extra... I don't think Vermont
3: to be doing South croydon
0: <laughs> <famous>, Well, <laughs> mate. well in, but look, I, I can understand... I know what you're saying because yeah. Vermont have still got... Noble Park and Doncaster East in their last two games. Yep. However, if they beat Park Orchards next week, I know we're we're sort of hypothesising because we haven't gone through all the games. Yeah. But Vermont, after their win yesterday, the worst I think that they can finish is fourth.
2: And, and yeah, and and they will they'll finish top two. Let's. We'll leave them just a second. Yep. I'll just go through quickly the Berwick versus Baldwin uh, game. Uh, Baldwin did win that 10-8-68 to Berwick 6-8-44. Uh, Tilly kicked four goals again for Baldwin. Hilton Joyce kicked four for Berwick. And I'm sort of linking it in with the Vermont East Ringwood game because Ballwood winning that one means that they're probably the only side you would think who might be able to jump into the top two. East Ringwood still have the chance with a pretty good run home. But in saying that, I think Vermont are just about there because the win against East Ringwood, a bit of an eight-point game in a way. 8-11-59 to feed the Ruse 7-7-49. Kowalski kicked another three goals. He's been a star this season. And then for East Ringwood, all single goal kickers. But Brash, your thoughts? I don't know if you've spoken to anyone um, no, at but, the club.
0: No, but i uh, the thing is, we, we're talking yesterday in the pre-match um, when you were discussing Vermont, you were talking about the Greenwoods and the and the Johnses, right? And and their input. Yes, it's been important. But I also think, I think the emergence of some of the uh, the younger players like
3: um, Ross, Ross, Ross is one, mm. yeah.
0: James Ross at centre mm. half back, yep. Jackson Rossiter at centre half forward, uh, Lucas Vassis, mm. Lockie Jenkins. Zach Tyson. These are names we haven't heard right. of up until mm. now. Rafchin, right? Spencer. We're talking about these are first year, se- either first year or second year Vermont players, right? And DeRayo is, yeah, is yeah, another was one. Was listed best on yeah. again yesterday. Calvin DeRayo, probably, uh, probably point in question. Played our forward all his junior junior career and was so used to having the ball directed through him, but you know. He's now gone centre half back, and he's reinvented himself. I think you've also got the likes of Matty Arnott, who's an experienced player, and even um, Daniel Nielsen kicked eight goals the week before. But he's going to be important for Vermont in the finals in a forward line because yeah. he's got mm. he's big, he's bulky, That's six right. foot three. But I think whilst 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 we always. Give the plaudits to the to the midfield. I think where Vermont's improvement has come is from this from from the young from the younger guys. And here I am, early in the season, turning around, saying, "Have Vermont and Blackburn got enough out of their juniors?" <laughs> and boy, have I sort and put it this way, and and boy, have they proved me wrong because every week, and I keep saying this to all the members on the media panel, they keep surprising me. Yeah. And yesterday they were twenty seven points up. 8-9 uh, to 4-4 four, four at one stage. So they'd worked extremely hard in the, in for three quarters. But, you know, look, East Ringwood, they're a good side. They kicked three goals to zip in the last quarter and, and reduced it to a, a loss of 10 yep. points. Yep. So what do you take out of the game? Two very competitive sides. One got the jump and was able to hold off a, a faster finishing side. Uh, obviously, for Vermont... It helps them with their quest to have the week off. East Ringwood, maybe, maybe they're just finding out where, where they it, sit, where they where they actually sit, um, especially <laughs> amongst the, the, the top echelon of those clubs.
3: I, I think they're a side that uh, it's a real long season for them. You know, they've come up with great expectations. They started the year off well. They they would have got the the uh, the best of the draw. I would have thought. Yep. So, so you would have expected them to finish the season off, but uh, they don't seem to have done that.
0: Well, the thing is, to, I, I think they'll, they'll probably be hoping they could get <coughs> Lawson back in for the finals yeah. to help them <laughs> in their in their forward setup. They've got a few players at VFL yeah. level that they could bring back. It just depends on how well their VFL club yep. is going. Right. Yeah. I yeah. also, I also think that, like I said, they're starting to maybe the season is just. Maybe they've plattered because they, they, they got sort of touched up a little against, uh, against Ball yep. in the week before and Roval and then Roval. So mm. the the top three sides have just got hold of them in recent times, and don't forget they've been on a giant run. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been
3: a,
2: a great season. For you
0: them. know, in sequential wins. Yeah. I mean, they've done they've done more than what you you could have asked of them, and Absolutely. and they're going to play finals. There's yep. just no yep. two ways about it. It just depends on. If they can overcome the first week of finals, then they could win another one. Um, But, like I said, they're going to need those players from the VFL level, I reckon, to just give them that extra competitive edge that I think they're going to need.
2: And just before we leave this and move on to another result, just to mention on Vermont, they've now beaten every other side in the top six. Mm -hmm. So that's saying something about where they're at at the moment. They've won 11 of the last 12, and they're coming into a final series where... They should finish in top two from here they've got a couple of tough games on the run home, but with the way they're going you'd back them they've got probably going as favorites of both those depending on not even depending on where it's at they they are at the moment the best side in the competition and it's it 's very surprising as you said from where they've come from last season and a much younger side it's not the dominant Vermont team of of former years where they've been on top and looked unbeatable but They've somehow become a, a powerhouse Brashy, again are they
3: going to pull that old trick and have that loss that you need before the finals <laughs> I hope not
0: no I, hope, I actually hope not because uh, I, I think look you only well you know Ray you're only, you can only play as well as the opposition exactly. lets you on a day That's right. and like I said they've got park orchards will be gunning for them okay. next week because they've got a lot riding <laughs> on next week. Just let me put it another way. Would a loss hurt them? I no, don't think it no. would.
3: No. I don't think no. it would.
0: No, I don't think so. No, oh, don't and the thing so. is, they got Noble at home. Yeah. And they overran them yeah. in in round four. Then they got doncaster East, who they beat as well down at Derby's. So, two difficult games. But I reckon if you want two games heading into a final series, Great. this is what yeah. you
2: want. Yeah. Great fortnight ahead for them to sort of prepare for that final series. Yeah. Um, a couple more results yesterday at Trayvans Reserve. Blackburn, 13, 9, defeated Doncaster, 7, 12, 54. But uh, probably what hurts them is they didn't get enough percentage and then Noble Park had a bigger win when they defeated Park Orchards, 13, 12, 90, to 3, 11, 29. And Fairbank came back in the sidekick, four goals, no surprise. To see Jackson sketch as their best player on the ground, but uh, a, a response from Noble Park, and you think the top six won't change from here?
3: I, I don't think. Just on that Doncaster game, was there a, uh, any word on the bad injury that was uh, there yesterday and the hell and the play held up for over half yeah, an hour? Yeah,
2: I haven't. I haven't heard yet yeah. this morning. So hopefully all. Do so we all know is who okay. the player was? Uh, I did get told before. Um, I haven't got that in front of me at the moment, but uh, yeah, certainly. A little bit worrying. There it was a broken leg, I think. Yes, I heard. Yeah, from, and,
3: they, and they were told not to move him off the field. So, I mean, obviously,
0: look, that might have, that might have, you know, for, if it, it was a Blackburn play, I think it was a Doncaster a player. A Doncaster I so, play. So, yeah. I, well, put it this way, it couldn't. If things, if things just happen to go to worse, you know, from bad to worse for Donc, okay. yeah, Doncaster, think, yeah, if it's one yeah. of their plays, they've not had a season that. You know, it's been really disappointing for them, Blackburn. Um, they're doing exactly what Ray says they're doing.
3: Same old, same old. Yeah, they're, they're going to
0: f- they, they, are the side in the last three years that have always finished in sixth position. They do,
3: They're doing a Richmond. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: And the thing is, I just they needed a win. They needed a twenty percent boost yesterday, Blackburn. Even though they got South Croydon next week, um, but they
3: needed a percentage boost and they didn't get it.
2: And, Brash, and yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go. That's all right.
3: On Blackburn, I, 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 I'm not starting anything here. No. But do they have to look at Brendan Allen, his position there? I mean, they've got to change something down at Blackburn. Something's got to change. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe.
2: I've just found out that the player Lewis Thompson from the Doncaster Football Club. So, yeah. uh, our our best our thoughts are with him. Best wishes, and hopefully he's recovering well. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe maybe they do. I, that possibly. And mind that you, I
3: think if he become available, he get a job anywhere else in the Eastern Football League. Oh, straight no away. no doubt. I yeah. think Brendan But but I just think sometimes you know it's a, as a, look. I say it the same old, and you you say the same thing. Finish six all the time. You have know, got to change something, and you know, I know he's a likable guy, and, and he's done a reasonable job down there. But are they going to finish sixth again next year? They've got to change something, I think. Blackburn. They haven't That's been a, the,
0: they haven't been the same side since Jake Hammond's left the club. Well, exactly. Um, uh, because he was mercurial. He was someone that you could play through. He was he was taking the opposition's best backman week in week out, and at times, solidly beating them mm. consistently. Um. I do like some of the younger players. I just don't think that, for all, all the dominance they've had in their reserve grade. Exactly. I don't, there doesn't seem to, that success or that, that consistency of player hasn't been able to find its way into their, into their senior <laughs> okay. lineup.
3: I'll ask you another question about it then. Vermont lost a lot of players from the reserves a few years ago because they weren't getting an opportunity in the seniors. Correct. Do you think that this could be happening at Blackburn with the results their reserves have had over the last few years?
0: More than more, it could possibly. I don't know if there's been the same exodus. No. However, I have seen I have seen on the on yeah. the list yeah. that there have been some some fl- players have
3: left. And you don't need a huge exodus. You just need two or three of the better reserve players who say, "Well, look, I'm not getting go, irrespective of what club it is, I'm not getting." Go and they get offers from a, a lower division, and they go there.
0: I, I think one of the I also think too, I, I think Reed's been an important loss for them because yeah, he he's been he's he's sort of like the glue man, Jason Reed, but he he's got a bit of grunt about him. He's got a bit of um, he's got a bit of feistiness with you know sometimes you've got to have a bit of mongrel yeah, in your side. Yeah, yeah, and I reckon Reed gives them that. He gives them presence. I look, you know, they've had problems with their back line. They had Max Otten who's in and came back and left again. They've relied on Faulkner. I I think one of the more interesting players for them, and I reckon this guy, I reckon he's he's a young guy, but I reckon he's got, he's got a big future at Blackburn, and that's Charlie Oglethorpe, number 17, blonde hair guy. I think he played forward last year, right, and I thought he was starting to make his mark, but I've seeing him at times, he can't get near the ball because they can't get the ball to him. And I think Brendan sort of been using him in different positions to try and get him into the contest. Yeah. But I think some of the Blackburn players may be finding that um, maybe they're struggling because they can't find their position. Maybe the position um, is not right for them or do they have the... I, I kind of, and like I said, this is... I think Oglethorpe is, is an example. Sammy Hudson has been a fantastic junior. He's only been, the last few weeks, has been consistently inside in Blackburn's um, 22. Sam Hudson's a Hudson fant- was an outstanding junior player and is one of those players that I'm, I've actually wondered why he hasn't been able to cement a spot in a Blackburn site. Mm. That I, moving forward, if I... If they have the same list that they have last year, I can't see them progressing up the ladder.
2: No, I, I think that's probably their issue. That They won't get relegated, but they're going to no. probably be in that yeah. middle yeah. part of it's the a bit ladder. Like,
0: it's actually, them and Norwood, it's a bit like no man's land, isn't well, it? Well, it's it good,
2: good, um, a t- uh, good time to talk about Norwood there. 11 15 81 defeated Doncaster East yesterday, 11 9 75 in that game at half time. Norwood 52 to Doncaster East 16. And then the Lions fought back in the second half, but fell six points short. And to your point, I, I, Norwood's a hard one to read as well because their form has been very inconsistent. At their best, this is another big a big scalp. That's I think their third big scalp for the season. But then they go uh, and lose games to Blackburn and sides even below and Park Orchard. So. I just can't get a read on Norwood,
0: and that's the thing. I think that'd be the thing, Ray. That'd be frustrating, Ryan James. No oh, it end. It
3: would be. It would be
0: because last year they took big steps. Last year, Doncaster mm. East and became a player. Then in a final series, they won a final last year, and I thought I thought over the summer months that they recruited well enough, right, to see them go up a notch in the in proceedings. Mm. But they've, the thing is, they have played some fantastic games against some some really strong clubs and one. Yeah. And then there's Ryan's articulated they would lose to sides like Norwood and, and and Park Orchards, no disrespect. But yeah. Doncaster East if they want to be a side a, a premier division side they gonna look they have to learn that they've got to put
3: those sort of sides away, Ray. Brash, I look at Premier Division this year and I think I think their home ground advantage is a thing that's fading because you look at Noble Park's lost more games yeah. at home this year than but <coughs> me than ever. Doncaster Reese, that used to be a fortress going out there to play out there. And and they've, they've lost Roville,
2: beat them by fifty points
3: there. That's right. They've lost games out there that they should have won. I'm just wondering whether this home ground advantage, particularly in Premier Division whether it's as, as strong as it used to be
0: Let's just I'll, I'll just go through my uh, thing here and I've just got to look at the... right you're right the away the away the way has become a far more prevalent except for a few sides park orchards of um, whereas all the other sides a lot of the other sides blackburn real, home record is is important to them yes but the the rest you've got they're all in the minus, right? Compared yep, that's right. the away, the away is the away yeah. is is, yep. and we keep talking about. I I think we're talking about. Do we overrate the eight point games? Because now the fact that, now that the four points are is, the four points winning away, is a bit more easier than what it has been in the past. Maybe there isn't as many eight point games as what we thought.
3: No, you you're probably right there. And and I think I think it's gonna be a thing in the future because particularly next year when we have the equalisation yep. of the draw, everyone plays the same away as home. I think it's gonna be more pre- That's, prevalent. Next I, I year. think That's right. I think
0: it's look it's like the AFL. Until you have a until you have a until you have an even draw, mm. right, you're never really gonna get a full you're never ever gonna get a full mm. um Read on how well a side is because if you only play one side once, say so you play Balwyn, right, in round two, and then you don't play <laughs> don't him, him again, again. then That's you don't right. play him again to the finals. Well, they could, they could be. Sh- they could be going. They
3: could be in fantastic. Two form. different sides
2: yeah. by that time of the year.
3: Yeah, I mean, taking nothing against Doncaster, but the sides that have only played Doncaster once this season, you know, that's a disadvantage. Well, yeah,
2: and, and that's you know, Roe will get to play Doncaster in that last, last round, round, which has now you know, become a a um, you know a percentage booster for them if yeah. they can. You were going to say an eight
3: point game, but Brash is quite down eight point games. <laughs> I I
0: look, I, I just think that um you know, the thing is. In in rivals' case, do they want do they do they want a, do they want an easy kill going into a finals series? I mean, yeah, uh, it's not
2: it's not the ideal game, I guess, in terms of well, it isn't being the It right might, ball.
3: It might be a chance to rest players. That, well, that, that's the thing. That's well, the other thing.
2: Let's have thing. a look at the ladder because that's quite important where Roval is sitting because they're sitting second yep. ahead uh, with a game and percentage clear is Vermont. And then in third is Baldwin. So they're in the same wins as Roval, but Roval do have a better run home than Baldwin. So I'm still backing Roval. Uh, a game behind now, East be in fourth and their percentage is quite low. So probably not going to make the double chance now, although mathematically still can. Doncaster is in fifth. They've got the nine wins. Noble Park uh, in sixth with the uh, nine wins as well, or eight wins. It's not quite updated on my thing. But then Blackburn, Norwood, Berwick, Park Orchard, South Croydon, Doncaster. So there's still a lot of intrigue on who finishes 11th between Park Orchard and South Croydon. And then that top two, in whether or not Baldwin or maybe East Ringwood can steal a spot. But just quick thoughts and and predictions on what happens from here. Firstly, the Park Orchards or South Croydon finish 11th.
0: Well, I, I, I would say that if South Croydon didn't play Doncaster in the last two games, I thought that they'd be a candidate, but I think they can pinch another win. Yep. Um, they'll need some percentage. But if they could get some percentage out of it as well, South Croydon, I think that would set them in good, in good yeah. stead. Jeez, um, um, I think, I think the top three have got it amongst themselves yep. in the last in the last three weeks. Yep. It's only going to be where they finish position wise. Yep, uh, and I don't think that. I don't think Blackburn are playing well enough to steal the sixth
3: spot from Noble Park. No, I, I don't either. I, th- I think that six will stay as it is, and uh, I think Roval, Roval's got Blackburn this week, yep. A- and you, I, I don't know who they got the week after, but they got Doncaster in the last game, so they'll win. They'll win two at least. I don't know who the other one is. But, uh, but you can if you can look that up, right? They only
0: play Vermont
3: once, so they, yeah, they won't yeah. be playing there. No, no, no. So I, I think I think the top two will stay as it is.
2: So the Rebel right. got Noble oh, Blackburn no, noble, and then yeah, Doncaster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they should win at least
3: two of those. They should win two, even probably three. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah so right.
0: I mean, it, it look it really comes down to the the battle is tenth and eleventh, and fifth and sixth, yeah.
3: and sixth and seventh. Yeah. That's I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't. I think. I think that's no noble, noble will. will be okay I think cause oh, yeah. I can't see Blackburn catching up games no. And, and look, I'm, I'm they're, they're 13% behind Noble, even if they got on equal points.
2: Yep, they're know. not going to get there. So yeah. That's it for us, all five divisions. Brash Ray, excellent to have you both in the studio Absolute
3: again this pleasure. weekend. Yeah.
0: It was great talking AFNL football on a Sunday morning with me mates again.
3: Well, I hope we haven't bored the listeners too much out <laughs> there, But we look, we love coming in here and uh, putting our view. You know, Brash and I have been around the league for a long time. So, you know, we have an insight into what's going on. And uh, at the end of the day... If we've upset anyone, it's only our opinions. And, we
2: lo- <laughs> and we'd
0: love to be proved wrong. <laughs> we
2: do. We certainly do as well across the season. But uh, good to have you both here coming up to finals time. Very important month ahead. So a lot to talk about in future weeks. But until then, we'll see you next time on Friday for the Weekend Preview Podcast.
0: around onto his left goes long inside 50 coming down just about half forward through the hands going inside 50. they've got to try and get their hands on this fin no, finn
1: brown
3: brilliant. brilliant can he kick the goal And brown he has